my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. <laughs> now, Chris... <laughs> What are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, one of our amazing patrons, Maths, you know, we threw out the bat signal. What are you going to pick for us, my friend? He did have the Goonies on there, and he did say on Discord, I I, I don't want Chris to go anywhere near it. I'm just a bit worried about what he's going to do. So he picked three movies, and this was the one he ended up deciding on. This is a 1985 sci-fi action drama, Dave, apparently. Enemy Mine, starring... Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr., which I didn't even realise until I've just read that out. It was Louis Gossett Jr. So, un-fucking-believable. So, where did you first see this one, Dave? Hand on heart, I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I had this on tape, and it was one of those movies. I watched this quite a lot, and when I think back, I think in the 80s, I I mean, you had so many kind of Star Wars spin-offs. You know, I think more than anything, more than any other franchise, more than the comics, you know, and, and superheroes and all that stuff, I loved Star Wars and I and I watched a lot of these kind of Star Wars inspired kind of uh, movies and stuff and to be honest Chris most of them were pretty shit um, and I'm, I, I ended up watching this one and again it's kind of that that world, that sci-fi adventure um, but I, I never really I never really loved it you know it wasn't one of those when, when I used to watch New Hope on a loop pretty much you know I'd love every bit of it and all the different bits of the story and then when they get their medals at the end apart from Chewie um, you know I'm ready to go back and I'm ready to start off the adventure again at the beginning which annoyed my parents no end but for this one, this was more like a Sunday afternoon. It's like, right, I've done Star Wars to death uh, and all the other movies. Uh, I'll watch this one. And so I, I must have seen this definitely north of 10 times easily. I mean, when you got a, when you're a kid, Chris, you've just got so much free time, haven't you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was raining outside. Uh, just watch this. So, yeah, I have seen this lots of times. And um, I, I couldn't remember everything about it. But as soon as I started watching it, it all came flooding back. Now, <laughs> I know the answer, but what about you, Chris? Let me just say this. I am questioning our friendship now because some of these absolute disgrace <laughs> movies that we've had to cover, you have actually watched numerous times, Dave, and this is another one. I have never heard of this thing ever. I, honestly, never heard of it, never wanted to see it. It's got an E.T. rip-off sort of VHS cover. Yeah, never seen it. Unbelievable. This is the first time seeing it, you know, obviously 36 years later as a 42-year-old man. 
even in the 80s, Dave, I would not have watched this fucking garbage. And I'm going in there straight away. And you ask me, am I going to say it? This movie is fucking shit, Dave. Absolutely <laughs> awful. I've been saving it for a few weeks, but my word, I cannot wait to talk about this effort. And the fact that it made... 12 million at the box office, Dave, off a budget of 29 million. I'm not sure where the other 28.5 million went because it was definitely not on this fucking script effect anything. I'm not having it. <laughs> well, part of it, and it, actually, if you factor in all of the marketing that they pumped in, uh, to actually get this to the box office, it cost them over 40 million. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow! No, last week you actually quite enjoyed aliens and you know it, it stood up pretty well what was it, it cost something like 18 million or something like that 18.5 yeah. i think it might have been and this one you're looking at it's like 30 million and like how does that work because the way it looks it, this looks more like an early 80s sci-fi movie to me whereas aliens looks yeah. more like you know it's this well like we say most of it stands up pretty well today so and, and you can only tip your hat to like james cameron and all his like team that basically set that up because it looks so great but for this one it kind of got made twice so originally the story was from this this novella so it's actually like a 79 story you know and it's a little uh, little story about you know these two this human uh pilot and then you know meeting up with this alien that he's at war with it, it's basically what became the the story so that's why i say it's definitely kind of you know star wars themed um but they had uh oh what was his name richard Le Richard Longcrane, and he'd done stuff like Brimstone and Treacle, and basically he was he'd done a load of shooting in Iceland and Budapest, and the producers just didn't like it, <laughs> so uh, he ended up getting fired. But he'd already pretty much spent the budget; he'd spent about eighteen million dollars, and the you know it gets back to the producers, and they're like, "Well, this is shit." So. It, <laughs> What is your lineage like, actually, Chris? <laughs> Do you have any Hollywood producer in in your uh, ancestry? No, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a simple fucking answer. No, but um, but yeah. So so basically, they got Wolfgang Peterson in, and uh, you know he sort of he probably said words to the effect of "I can't polish a turd," um, but what he actually said was, you know, he's not the kind of director who can jump on a plane and finish someone else's work. Now the actors and stuff, they were all on these p uh, play or sorry pay or play contracts so it basically means they get a nice big fat paycheck whether the movie gets made or not so <laughs> you know that you've got these guys like do you want to shoot it again or you know or we have to shoot it again it's like great you know they've been sitting around while uh and getting paid while they're sorting the contracts out with wolfgang peterson and stuff so it's a massive massive budget but it's not reflected on the screen <laughs> and yeah so when you look at what it collected at the box office you'd have to say it's a massive commercial failure 
Yeah, big time. I I have read though, Dave, and I'm only literally reading it through my notes. And you've probably seen it. Is it's a a sleeper hitting South uh, Soviet Union. It was the first Western movie released in the theaters. So, a sci-fi movie. So it's a bit of a following. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But but I think when you when you've got something like this and it's down to failure. And you're right. I do think it sits early eighties. I almost think we're looking at an episode of Buck Rogers or Battlestar Galactica, yeah. you know, some, yeah, of, some yeah. of the, especially at the start, the start, there's some really terrible effects at the start. And then as it goes on, and I can't say they get any better, but it's not noticeable. But the start is really, really sort of like, oh my, I need to adjust my eyes. It's not like that HD one where it goes into standard edition and you're like, oh God, that looks terrible. You know what? They filmed it on a potato. It's just the, the actual effects are really choppy for me. Filmed it on a potato. <laughs> I think it's it's the animation, isn't it? I mean, it looks nowhere yeah. near the levels of, of like Star Wars, you know, which was produced in 77. It, it looks so bad. But the makeup and everything, the practical effects, I think look pretty good. You know, if you look at, like, well, Louis Gossett Jr., he's made up pretty well. He looks alien-like. You only just fucking found out who's Dave, in. <laughs> Dave, look, everyone has an opinion, but I fucking do not agree on that opinion. <laughs> it looks like fucking George Peppard's got a fucking gear on doing a Hannibal Smith. You know, like someone comes looking in, like, a haunted house, and they're looking for the... Eight- Hey, I've come to see the A-Team. Well, dear, what's come for? I don't know them guys. And he does a whole fucking Shakespearean actor bit. And then at the end, he goes, puts a fucking cigar and he goes, you've just hired the A-Team. It's like that, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> the effects are terrible. I am not letting this effort off with anything, in respect of how old it is. It shows how good George Lucas was because he manipulated so much, didn't he? You know, you've got the pictures in Return of the Jedi of all the stormtroopers in, the, you know, the start in the base and everything. All stuff that as a kid you were like, wow, this looks, how did they get all them people in there? How is it so shiny? Because it's a picture. I mean, Superman 2, when he has to fight with General Zod, that's clearly toy cars when he's destroying New York or <laughs> Metropolis. But this is on a different level for me. I fucking hated this every minute. So anyway, I'm not shooting my load, Dave, <laughs> well, too for much. That, for that first, you know, shoot of the movie, that was one of the criticisms from the producers they said it looked like a cheap 50s horror movie so they put whatever that was in the bin and this is what they were happy with (laughs) oh my god oh my god shall we get into our trailer let's go marooned on a desolate planet he is a soldier alone with his enemy. Also, don't you understand English, code face? I don't love you and you don't love me. We're stranded here, do you understand? His suspicion will change to tolerance. You saved my life. Why? I need to look at another face, even as ugly as yours. Tolerance will lead to friendship. We should open up a little place here. I could ruin the food. You could scare away the customers. (laughs) And with that friendship will come an overwhelming responsibility. You must be a parent. 
Don't get around, Jerry. You must take my place. Protecting a life he values more than his own. Dennis Quaid, Louis Gossett Jr., Wolfgang Peterson's Enemy Mind. In the late 21st century, an interstellar war between humans and Drax is fought. Battles are periodically fought between fighter spacecraft, and no human hates the Drax more than Willis E. Davidge, played by Dennis Quaid. During one battle, Davidge and a Drac pilot engage in a dogfight which results in them both crash-landing on Firene 4. After initial hostiles, where they viciously hurt one another, the two learn to cooperate to survive. Over the next three years, they become friends, each saving each other's lives several times. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? So... You've you've already said your famous line, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bullshit, this movie. It's on for an, a 108 minutes, an hour and 48, Dave. And for me, it run about an hour and 42 long because I've got to give maths credit, Dave. We've not had one recently. And because I'd never heard of it, I was like... <gasps> What is this? Is going to be terrible. I mean, I mean, the fact we've had two sci-fi movies two weeks in a row, Dave. As well, there's got to be some questions <laughs> asked. You know what I mean? I mean, Aliens was good, and Aliens is a fucking masterpiece. I'd put that straight to Cloud City now if it was a two <laughs> between the two. But I think what gets to me is that the concept of time in this. Now, three years is a long time. Dennis Quaid's fucking beard doesn't grow like it would for three years, Dave, because he's got nowhere to shave. He's, he's all clean cut at the start. You know, Jeriba, what is Louis Gossett's character, within about, you know, I don't know what the timescale is because his hair doesn't really change, but literally he learns English. He learns Mickey Mouse, shit. And then he, then the, the, the next scene, Dennis Quaid speaking alien, and I'm like, oh, my fucking days. How, how is this even possible? I mean, you've got... I said to you, you know, there's a Tom Hanks film where he's got Wilson and he, what's it called? A Castaway. Castaway. It felt a bit like that with the beard and that. <laughs> but it was just terrible. The whole execution of this movie. And I kept texting you going, I don't fucking believe this. Like, what is this <laughs> effort? The, the fact that the, the leaps, and I know it is over a period of time because you do see his hair change. I, I get that. I'm not being complete dickhead, but... Honestly, I hated every single minute of this. I was just like, this is not what I've signed up for. <laughs> but it is what I've signed up for. There you go. <laughs> well, honestly, as soon as it started, and that first 15 minutes, I popped in our Patreon chat, didn't I? I said, I've got a feeling Chris is going to give me the hairdryer treatment after this. <laughs> because I the dogfight and again it's just there are so many pieces out of this just ripped from star wars even when we get to the mine later there's a guy in like a yellow suit a, a yellow suit an orange yeah. kind of jumpsuit oh, yeah. and it's like well he looks like an x-wing pilot <laughs> and then he's dressed up like fucking indiana jones it's like you know it's like the kid from toy story just playing with all his favorite toys 
But yeah, I thought the effects were pretty bad for the dogfight. Uh, and anything that was kind of animated, I thought was pretty horrendous. I don't know if they'd really kind of run out of money by that point. And so they just had to get all the the post-production effects, you know, added. Because if you look at all of the different scenery that they've had to create, I mean, it's very clear when you're in a studio and you can see all the rocks and, you know, the, the kind of lake that had been built or the little puddle. And then when it's a painting, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it, it's so obvious. Um, but as the movie went on... I think the thing is with sci-fi, Chris, quite often you, you're watching the story, but you're thinking about, well, what, what is this really saying? You know, I can see what's happening on the screen, but what is it really talking about? And I think, you know, given this was mid-80s, you're still in the middle of the Cold War there. So I was thinking, oh, well, maybe this is kind of like, um, you know, the Americans and the Russians. That's kind of what it is. But it takes a bit of a turn where they're talking about religion you know they both have completely different religions and then so i started to think well is it saying more about kind of colonialism you know and the the alien he's speaking this funny kind of language and they both races kind of hate each other and you know dennis quaid comes in all guns blazing he's a bit of a bell end isn't he uh you know he's not going to be very good at surviving on his own can't find any food he's just interested in killing off the drac um so yeah i, th I thought he was saying quite a bit more about the colonialism and even though they hate each other you know they're taught to hate each other everything all the propaganda you should hate each other they actually find through having to survive together that they've actually got a lot more in common than they first thought so i think thinking about all of this stuff had me enjoying it what once we got out of the the initial act if you like you know and where they're fighting each other and the shitty special effects i started to enjoy it a bit more Dave, if I could, if I could see you now, I'd be doing the old <laughs> get Clark out. Gable. Get out, <laughs> fucking get out! Uh, no, it's not Clark Gable. Actually, we'll just get out. Robert Mitchum think it is. But anyway, Dave, listen, I think you're onto something there. I will tell you what, it reminded me of, like when you see the war films, and and even the you remember the the, the the famous football game. They made an advert of it. John Lewis, the the truce of 1914, where the German and Allied troops ended up playing All football together didn't now. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know that sort of. It, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've got the whole thing of of like people realizing that no matter what side of the the fight on, you're just normal. But it's like football rivalry, isn't it? You, you, me and you have got two of the biggest teams in the UK who absolutely despise each other on uh, all man off the pitch. But you know, when you're like fucking closest friend and and. We will rip the piss out of each other. That's what football's about. But but you, you still have every... Well, we've got a lot in common, haven't we? You know what I mean? So I think that's what the message is. That's that's what the message is. It doesn't matter what your cultural background is. You, there is something you need to coexist with somebody. You do, like at work. There's plenty of people where we, we all work where you think you're an absolute bellend, but you've got to work with them because you need to earn some money. So you've got to coexist. So... I think that's the underlying message. However, that's the only credit I'm giving this movie, Dave. I'm not going down. I'm not agreeing with it at all because I'll tell you why, Dave. I'm telling you why now. Is 
This movie is literally 90 minutes of just these two tossing each other off, having a, a, this shit relationship where they're just, you know, oh, I fell down a fucking cliff or the, 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 the thing Surviving. out of... That's what no, they're doing. They're I hate stuff they're, like this. I hate... They're developing a bond. I tell you Fucking that. bond. <laughs> they, they even nicked that thing out of Return of the Jedi, that thing you fell down. Yeah, yeah it was oh, the Sarlacc that made an appearance. It is fucking the one that saw off Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I mean, there's so much, isn't there? Just ripped completely from star wars unashamedly um but i do remember that that bit quite vividly and uh yeah it was a bit of a rip-off but again it's you know it's this harsh terrain that they're trying to survive in and they they develop that friendship i i, I think i've got to tell people right <laughs> so we spoke about this yesterday <laughs> And we were talking about the fact, so so the Drax are asexual, so they don't, you know, they don't need a partner. They don't have males and females. They don't need a partner to procreate or whatever. But uh, I think you said to me, did he fuck the alien or what? <laughs> and I, I'm sure I there's some movies it. on certain sites you can watch that sort of stuff, Dave, but yeah. <laughs> It kept repeating on it. me through the day and I just kept <laughs> chuckling to myself. Like, the tenderness of this bromance and everything is completely lost and you, you're buried in the the literal, like, trying to unpack, well, how could this happen? Well, he must have fucked him. <laughs> oh, my God. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. But it was also, like, the little lines about, like, you know, Quaid's character, Willis, is like, you know, it's that book you're reading. And I'm like, oh, He's even taught him to read now in three years. You know, it's like un unbelievable. But we don't get anything there. That's what I'm saying. So the, honestly, this film runs for nearly 80 minutes before we get any action. And then obviously he's this well, they don't because Will not Willis, what's he called? Louis Gossett's character, Jeriba, ends up dying. That's where we Just get a little Jer- character. Jerry. Jerry. So we'll call him Jerry, yeah, because he is called Jerry, isn't he? Sorry. So we've got Jerry. He snuffs it. You know, saving obviously Willis. We've got the one of these dying scenes that goes on for ages, where you think he's going to go, he doesn't. <laughs> then like he goes Deadpool. again, no, he doesn't. <laughs> but then, Dave, and I message you on this with the video. We then get this baby. As you said, he's asexual. I was completely wrong. There wasn't any. How's your father off camera? It was. I completely missed that. Bit like what I did last week when I said that that guy, why is he no blood? And you're like, because. Oh, you had to. I was listening on the edit, and you had a couple of crackers you're saying why there's no blood anywhere well he's a fucking robot yeah he's a robot (laughs) there's something else like a major plot point which oh how do they know whether it's night or day (laughs) oh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) just Dave there's no need for this But, uh, but when this baby thing comes the easiest way is he brings the baby up that knows no different and it can speak English. It loves American football. It's even got like the, the the Joe Montana numbers on the 29 and all that crap, you know, and it's playing American football with it. And I'm like, this is like fucking Fraggle Rock. It's like an episode of the Muppets or something. What the fuck am I watching here? It's not even like there was anything gripping about it. It's a fucking kid dressed as an alien running round. And I'm supposed to believe that they've got this father and son bond. I was like, and then... 
honestly, when they finally bump into the bad guy, and one of the bad guys is the guy of 48 hours, he's always a baddie. He, he, he's what was he in? We did something as well. We've reviewed, and he's oh, a baddie like in it. Ginger, wasn't he? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he had a Cockney accent. He, um, he yeah. had a Cockney accent. Oh, what was it? It was like and a it, dual. Uh, was it Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash. That's it. Yeah, great call. Yeah. That's him again. Yeah, he's always a baddie. Always a baddie. He pops up from nowhere. And he's like throwing the kid around like it's a doll. The way he's got some strength, Dave. I've got to give him that. He's picking <laughs> it up and he's lobbing the kid, and obviously the kid scratches his face. And and then though, Dave, when they when they actually get hold of Dennis Quaid and and they rescue him as what they think, he gets a full shave, manicure, his hair. He he actually de-ages himself three years there as well straight away. Well, he has, the he has he's a shave, away. doesn't he? And you know, cuts his hair. No, no. There's no de-aging. This is the uh, Christian Bale level of de-aging. Or, or um, <laughs> side parts his what's, hair. <laughs> what's the Clark Kent? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, <laughs> yeah. Know, he's like 18, but he's still 30, I love, really. Um, I love that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't quite remember this end bit. I, I mean, it changes a bit in tone, doesn't it? And I, I kind of forgotten the fact that Louis Gossett Jr. dies off pretty early on, or at least yes. it's about halfway through, isn't it? So they yeah, developed this bond. And I thought they did it really well where, you know, I mean, they, they've got to be humanoid. That's, that's like the Star Wars and Star Trek trick, isn't it? They've, they've, yeah. Most of them have got to be humanoid. And if they're so alien, like Jabba the Hutt or something, then you, you've got to be doing, you know, puppets and and all sorts. So I thought it played really well. Um but I'll tell you what I was thinking. Now you've you've obviously uh, you've had a daughter, Chris. I've got three kids, and I thought, literally stranded on a planet, they've got such an affectionate like relationship that they um, the the kid like looks up to, you know, his dad with with this this sense of wonder, you know, and he's wanting to have the five fingers. He wants to be more like his dad and stuff. I was thinking, that's like no kid that I know. <laughs> They're like, dad, what, what the fuck are you doing sort of thing? And I, I just thought that that bit was the most unrealistic bit for me out of this whole damn movie. Um, but yeah, I couldn't quite remember what happened at the end because when, you know, I mean, they, they think... Um, Willis is dead, don't they? They've nicked, nicked the kid, and then they've shot Willis, and then uh, or Davidage, and then I, I couldn't remember it after that because it kind of loses me. It, it then becomes like a, a a rescue mission, doesn't it? And I th- I feel like the whole tone of the movie just changes a bit. Like it, if you're going to tell this story about you know people at the ground level kind of developing this. Um, this bromance, this relationship, and, you know, it's a tale of survival that's brought them together and stuff. I don't necessarily think they needed a lot of the things that went on at the end with the whole rescue mission thing. It's like it's like he was trying to tell this really deep story, and then, like, the last act of it is like a rescue mission. It's like, oh, we've got to have a bit of action in there, haven't we? Because, you know, it's a big, <laughs> big budget movie. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you're right. I, I did lose it at that point because when obviously all the aliens what are you laughing at, you're like you're like, no, I'm like you never had it. No, yeah, no, yeah. 
<laughs> no, never had any interest in it. But look, I, I say it every week, and I've got. A, I, I think you said so. We were talking about it yesterday, and I said to you, and I said, "Look, what's going on with the vocal?" And you said, "Yeah, but the thing is, it's like any of these movies; they always have a, an English American accent, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, they can't relate it to the the audience as well. I'm like completely thinking realistic here. Well, that's ridiculous, but it's like, well, yeah, it does because nobody can understand it. You almost it's almost like you've got another child when it comes to films like this with me, Dave. Because I'm literally like my attention just drops, and I'm just sat there like." grinding my teeth this is ridiculous <laughs> but i love the fact that we just talk about it that that's the whole point of this it is it, it is like when we were saying this yesterday it's like running a marathon but at the end of it dave you get a, you get a little medal or you get the fact that i've run a marathon it feels like that sometimes <laughs> like you've got to go through the shit to get to the good bit and the good bits when we talk about it and yeah, it, I do honestly because the story's it's followable the story until a story story until the end and then it does go. It goes Buck Rogers, Dave. It goes proper mm. daytime TV sci-fi stuff. And I used to watch all that Buck Rogers, but it's like Galactica, all of them, other than the odd Star Trek. But but I did watch all that, and it and it felt like a plot straight from a, a daytime stuff. And I I'd, I lost complete interest in it at that point. You know, it felt like they were trying to go for like this massive vista, this massive area, the effects and that. And I just felt it just completely fell off. And I don't think Dennis Quay. I mean. Look, Dave, Dennis Quaid is no fucking Hugh Jackman. Dennis Quaid is certainly not <laughs> someone who can throw a punch because the fighting at the end, he's proper ridiculous. He's like pantomime stuff to fighting at the end when he's like throwing him in these buckets in the, the iron place and, the you know, there's all this molten lava there and all the, this. It the just, mine, you mean? Yeah, the mine, sorry, the mine, that's <laughs> what I meant. Yeah, that, the steel mine or whatever it is. But it just, it just it didn't hit for me at all. I know... We've come so far. 36 years later, we've, we've got MMA incorporating stuff, proper boxing and stuff like that. You know, we we did Death Warren a couple of weeks ago, and obviously Death Warren is, you know, Van Damme. Even when you watch it now, you're like, I might love the film, but it's so telegraphed. You could fucking sit there and write a novel by the time he throws <laughs> some of them kicks and punches. You, you could, you'd have Van Damme on the deck if you could actually fight in real life. But, but it's all for the movie. So I get that. It's not supposed to be... Like, like, because what what was really jarring as well is Dennis Quaid is just ripping off Harrison Ford and Han Solo. The way he speaks, he's trying to drop the wisecracks in. The, the the tone of his voice is almost like he sat there and just watched and watched Han Solo in the Star Wars stuff because I, I felt the cadence of his voice and that was just absolutely the double of him in it. And, and none of the jokes hit. He, he wasn't he wasn't as smart-ass as Han Solo, but I felt that he was inspired by Harrison Ford in his character. Yeah. I mean, no more so than when he puts on, you know, one of the miners. Oh uh, yeah. You know, they, he puts on their outfit and then he turns back around to the camera in that classic kind of... It's that Indiana Jones shot, isn't it? Yes. Right at the start of Raiders of the Lost Arks, where he just sort of turns back around to look, not directly into the camera, but just sort of past the camera. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, you are taking the piss now. Surely, you know, fucking Spielberg should be after you for, uh, you know, copyright. And, yeah... Like I say, so much was ripped off from Star Wars. Dennis Quaid and, and the directors were clearly channeling kind of Han Solo for this character as well. I just think, you know, for sci-fi movies around this time, just everything influenced, uh, everything was influenced by Star Wars, I think. 
Yeah, I do as well. I mean, look, he's got a fucking Flashers Mac on as well, Dave, at one point. That, like I said, that, that outfit when he turns, it's a fucking three-quarter length leather coat he's got on. I mean, he must have been fucking roasting in that mine. Absolutely <laughs> roasting. But the heart, everything, you're right. There's a lot of inspiration there. And look, there's nothing wrong with that because Return of the Jedi had been out a couple of years before this, hadn't it? You know, at that point, we thought that was the end of the trilogy, didn't we? We didn't think we were going to make any more. Yeah, yeah. so, and so it was, really. Po- yeah, it was really till the late 90s, <laughs> oh, 98. Great point, right? When he... When he's having his arse handed to him and, you know, they've shoved the kid into the, you know, little container and they're just about to get dumped into lava, didn't half remind me of, like, Revenge of the Sith? Yes. I thought, I wonder if, you know, Lucas saw this and was like, oh, I really like this aesthetic, you know, setting it in a mine and everything. It it just, it really reminded me that bit of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, the, the setting, every, the vista of it all, Dave. You know, when Anakin's yeah. there, anyway, and he's been in it and he's pulling himself up. Yeah, I agree. And like I say, if he did, then George Lucas ripped him off sort of thing. Mm. So it's, 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 a, it's a great, great spot, that. But no, look, it's just one of them weird sci-fi shitty films that if I'd seen it on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, I'd literally gone, well, let's see what's on the other channel. Blankety blank, I'll watch that <laughs> instead, Dave. Little House on the Prairie, I'll watch that. No problem. But, but it is... If you're into that thing, and I can completely understand, irrespective of me shitting on it, I can understand why you liked it. You love these sort of movies. I can see why it's a bit of a classic for people as well, because it, look, when we were younger, we had absolutely nothing to watch, did we? And sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at me with Eat My Dust. We, we rented it from the video shop, and I, and, and I rented a few times, and it's an awful movie. But when you'd never seen it, so I think what I love about what we do with the VHS Strikes Back is that we've gone into video shops with either different mindsets, different movies that you love. Like I have watched so many, we watched the, our sweet spot together is the martial arts stuff. A lot mm. of the, the iconic stuff we watch, but then you go down your own rabbit hole. So yeah. I love all the action stuff. So I've got more, as you see, every time I did the Van Damme stuff, all the action stuff. It's all, and to be fair, I always said to him, my granddad was terrible. I'd get him so riled up when we borrowed got a video out that he'd let me do anything. But I always had to get some of that pretty much didn't have any sex in because if it had sex in it, and well, my mum and dad were fucking religious, my mum's mum and dad, but they were just prudes, I think. And he'd, and he'd be like, right, fast forward it, fast forward it. You know what I mean? Like like I told you, God forbid yeah. Pulp Fiction when I watched that that time. Jesus oh, Christ. But they turned it off at the start, at the start of it. I was 16 when I got, I'll never forget the start when she gets some goes, I'm going to kill every last motherfucking one of you. Oh, right, we're not watching this. There. Well, that, that was a escape it could have been when well, fucking Marcella Wallace was getting ploughed well, couldn't it it's funny you should say that Dave <laughs> and this is not a coincidence this is not a lie when we used to get movies out they wouldn't watch it and not because they wouldn't let me watch it I just get up early and watch it in the morning you know yeah, just sit yeah, there yeah. like right next to the video player because you couldn't have it on loud they'd be in bed because they lived in like a, a two bedroom flat and this this sounds like I've made this up a fabricated story. <laughs> I promise you I've not fabricated. You know what I'm going to say? I watched it and I watched it the next day and, and then it was about half six, seven o'clock in the morning. I, and, I, think, yeah, that, I, mean, I think you, you know might what I mean, have Anna told me. This. Yeah, you know, you know exactly what. And I watched, I watched Pulp Fiction the other week, funny enough, Dev. I've not seen it for ages. I watched it the other week. I watched it for a couple of years. And it was that exact bit when fucking Bruce Willis comes down with the samurai and the plowing Marcella Wallace. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. And she walks in, my nan, and she's like, what do you want for breakfast? And I'm like, um, sausage, I don't know. 
<laughs> he's watching like, gay porn again. <laughs> yeah. No wonder he got up early. You know what I mean? It's like, holy fucking shit. Holy. <laughs> wasn't wasn't quick shit. enough with the press ups this time. Oh, I've got to tell you a story. I've got to tell you, <laughs> I've got to tell you a story, right? So we had a, this is, this is pretty similar. My other nana, and granddad, my mum's mum and dad, my granddad's still alive. My, that's, that's the thing. My, my dad's mum and dad, my, my dad's dad's dead, my granddad, but, my, but uh, his mum's alive. She's 92, as you know, I look after her. But my mum's mum and dad, my, my nana died, but my granddad's still alive. He's at 83. My granddad, just he's from Ireland, completely just in a different world, Dave. You think I'm laid back at times. This guy is just on a different fucking level. It'll take you <laughs> three hours to get him out the door. You know, he's terrible, my granddad. So laid back and just like lethargic. Anyway... He'd been working shifts, right? So, so I'm 16. So he used to always stay at my nan's when I was 16. So my nana, this is where I get it from. She gets up, she used to get up all the time at four, five o'clock, even at weekends, everything. She was terrible for getting up, right? So me and my grandma were watching a film and that, and he went, oh, I'm going to have to go to bed. I've been working like days, I think he'd worked at the time, mm. 12 hours. He goes to bed about 11. My nana's in bed and I'm thinking, and they had like, the stairs, their rooms above the back, the, the, the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, hang on, what have I got in my bag? Now, there may have been, uh, you know, Adelone um, VHSs I had, Dave, <laughs> in the bag. That may be one of the reasons I stayed at my nana's because I'm the oldest of nine kids. There's no way I could, could have throw a one out. Wank. Yeah, I could have a crafty <laughs> one. Or as I call it, Dave, a danger wank. But there you go. But... So I put this movie on, which was called. Fucking hell. It's called Buttman Dave, right? So I'm watching it and I'm enjoying myself. And my nan had one stair where you could hear the creak. So I used to have the door just open with the volume down. But she didn't have like a, a door between the two, the living room and the front room. She had like curtains, big six foot curtains or seven foot right, curtains across. Right. They're still there now. I went the other week because my granddad had knocked them down. I had to go and fix them. Dave, I'm not joking. I was like fucking a fucking long jumper i heard this thing i vaulted to the vhs <laughs> my fucking pants are halfway fucking up oh, my leg and i'm trying to my nana comes in and i'm just lay there across the floor looking at the telly you know <laughs> i don't know what the fuck was on fucking sweating my bollocks off you know like absolutely have you got your fucking but, pants you know, yeah yeah well pretty much she went, she went, i mean nana was dead like sort of like proper Old Trafford, you know, voice is like, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? I heard a noise. And I'm thinking, fuck me, it wasn't from me. I was trying everything I could not to make a noise. And I'm like, oh, it's fine, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bottled it, Dave. It was Honestly, it was a class. If she'd have walked in through that curtain, I'd have been fucking, oh, my God. I'd never have lived that down. <laughs> you know what I've got in my, my mind is, you know, when David Brent is doing his picture poses, like oh, when he's yeah, 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 yeah. just before yeah, the motivational the yeah. speech and, and he's like sort of lay down on the floor, like <laughs> just casually. <laughs> Fuck me. Fucking, oh, I've got more, but I'm not even revealing them today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's plenty of stories for our next poll review, Chris, but we'll talk about that one after we've uh, finished off this one. It's the one, Dave. 
So, so yeah, I mean, end of the story, it actually finishes quite abruptly, I think, you know, so he rescues the kid, um, all very emotional and stuff, and, you know, uh, the Drax, all of the enslaved Drax, they know of Uncle, you know, they've heard the stories and stuff, and so they end up, the, the, the lineage is very important to the Drax. And that was one of the bits of dialogue that we heard earlier in the movie, because like, as a human, he's like, yeah, I kind of know, you know, roughly where I'm from, but not very much. Whereas the Drax treat this like very seriously. And so at the end of the movie, you know, uh, they go to the, the Holy Council and then Will- Willis Davidge is added to the, to the line uh, of Jerry. And so, I thought that was quite a touching moment. Again, like I say, it's a bit of kind of uh, a bit of a message of going up against colonialism and you know the kind of U.S. and USSR whole Cold War thing, or, or not just wasn't just the U.S. like Britain were in there as well. So, so yeah, I thought it ended quite abruptly, but you know, I thought it fin- finished on a, a a hopeful message at the end there. Yeah. Th- <laughs> <laughs> not just say some wanking stories should we just get into our, into our final review <laughs> Chris go ahead do your worst well Dave this is terrible I don't know whether it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's the worst thing I've seen in the last five or six weeks. It's fucking rubbish. It is just utter fodder that I would never, ever watch. Big thanks to Mafso, great guy, and, and I love the fact that he knew where this was going. He's been at me a little bit on the Discord, and he's, oh, so you liked it, did you? You know, and all this, but it's just rubbish. I don't like it. Dennis Quaid is absolute garbage. He's literally got the acting skills. I always say it now, Dave, this is my saying, but he's got the acting skills of an Ikea fucking wardrobe. He's terrible. (laughs) He's got no fighting skills. That's more down to the fight choreography. I know that. Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. Forgettable in this, Dave, completely. The little fucking kid. Awful. Awful. The prosthetics is straight out of the A-team. Hannibal Smith. And the actual bit at the start where he's shooting things was almost like he ripped it off an Atari computer game. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. And and the whole Han Solo skit he was going for completely missed for me. So for me, Dave, I'm glad it's based in space because it's aptly to put it right up there with in, in older on Dave because it's going to get, I nearly said uh, Phantom Zone then, Dave. Yeah, I nearly said it. I was wobbling then. You could hear the hesitation. Uh, older on, and hopefully this planet does get b- uh, blown up, Dave, because I will never watch this nonsense ever again. So what about yourself, Dave? I When I, when this film started, I thought, oh, God, this is going to be a rough watch and this is just not going to hold up at all. And I don't think the effects really did. I think the amount that it cost is just, it's one of those. They just ultimately made a movie and then threw away the whole thing pretty much and made it again. So it's kind of like half of what the actual budget was. And I think there is, you know, a, a good movie in there. Now, I still couldn't really put my finger on what I liked about it. But 
it's it's something about the deeper messages i i think it says about like human beings and uh kind of how we interact how we can easily demonize things that we don't understand and you know actually we've probably got more in common than we uh, than we initially think so I, I i think it it was more on that kind of theme that i i enjoyed it but it's not as if like chris last week when we were watching aliens i was like on the edge of my seat and i'm like loving the different iconic lines that you got in there loving how great it looks loving the tension the action whereas this one it's just more of a kind of oh, it's, it's all right you know kind of thing (laughs) so uh, so when i'm saying i'm enjoying it that's the level that i'm enjoying it so for me this one is a a middle of the road this is a hill valley won't be in a massive rush to watch it again but it is one of those that you know once it's finished playing it does play on my mind a bit about okay what what is it really saying so the fact that it occupies my mind space for a bit longer once the film's finished then then that means it, it's it's hit me, it's resonated with me in some way. I'm waiting for the, uh, what do you say? It's not, it's not Clark Gable, it's the other one. It's like, get out. No, I'm not, I've gone, Dave. I'm just listening to you thinking, we've definitely been watching different movies. This is almost like you watching Double Impact, me watching Death Warrant. <laughs> but did you see Glenn's message on Twitter? He did he's the same, about, Target. No, not quite the same, but he's watched fucking Hard Target instead. Brilliant. <laughs> because this three-way fucking thing where we're all like oh you, you saw you saw that bit where they explain van damme's accent yeah yeah we all saw that <laughs> did you see that bit where he had a romantic interest through no build-up whatsoever yeah yeah we saw that <laughs> did you see the splits yeah yeah we saw that we all saw the same thing just different movies <laughs> oh it's fucking brilliant and he shows how bad van damme is does it yeah well well how many tropes he's he's got in all those movies but yeah hard target that's the one where he's got that iconic mullet isn't it hard yeah, target i'm pretty sure brilliant. it is absolutely but, brilliant but chris for next week's review we have gone back to the polls and i thought we'd be a bit silly because i'm pretty sure all of these movies will age pretty terribly because Chris, we are going back to the late seventies, early eighties, and we are going for a theme of high school hijinks movies. Now, in our list, we had Porkies, we had Meatballs, we had Revenge of the Nerds, and Back to School. So, all of these are kind of the uh, the kind of inspiration for the American Pie movies. So, we did that one, didn't we, uh, uh, a little while ago now. And Chris, the winner was Porky's. And so, let's get into the trailer. 20th Century Fox would like to introduce you to Pee Wee and his pals. Tommy, Mickey, Tim. What's going tonight, right? I don't know. And the biggest man on campus. Why do they call you meat? Because it's so big? When they're not in class, they're into everything. Energy, you're gonna need it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what they'd like to get into most is a place called Porky's. I left my idea here. Use this one. That's my Bible school card. Unfortunately, we can only show you the outside of Porky's because what goes on inside is not to be believed. Why the locker room? Oh, it turned me on. We'd like to show you more of the locker room, but this kind of physical education just isn't taught. We can't show you more of the shower scene. Because what they're looking at isn't watered down. They want us to look. They want us to look. Porky. You too will be back for a second look. Well, Dave, I am excited about this one because it is a special VHS that I may have had in a fake VHS cover so that nobody in my house knew that I had it, Dave, because there'd be no logical reason as a 13-year-old child why I would have Porky's, Dave, because uh, I don't think even my old man had seen it. But I did acquire it and put it in something, probably an ex-rental movie that I knew that none of them were going to open and I even think I ripped the tag off the movie, Dave. But that's, we'll save that for next week anyway. So there you go. But anyway, <laughs> big thank you to everyone. Big thank you to Maths for picking that. Well, thanks a lot, mate. Great to talk about whatever I think of the movie. And as always, the roll call of honour for our amazing patrons. Thank you for supporting us. If you get over there, patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. So big thanks to Paul, Mark, Carl, Matt, Heath, Haley, Dylan, Kent, Lucky Lulu Green, Dan, Jax, Math, Blake, John Hammond, Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, and Tony Freena. Sorry, Dave, I was completely tongue-tied then so i apologize if you want to follow us on social media at vhs strikes back if you want to email us the vhs strikes back at gmail.com and if you do get a chance guys please get onto your podcast catching up and just drop me and dave a review on the show we just really appreciate it. it helps us get up there in them charts so mr horrocks i am not taking it out in this episode because you have seen this effort before i hope you've been on imdb while i've been talking <laughs> what are you going to take us out with today well, I was looking at the different quotes. There is one like Earth Manual, Mickey Mouse is one big stupid dope. Um, you know, you said about Louis Gossett Jr. being forgettable. I thought his delivery in underneath all of that makeup was probably the standout for me. The expressions of the voice, the, the way he's kind of uh, talking in that alien esque kind of way I thought was great but no I'm afraid I have been scouring uh, for quotes and there just isn't a good one so great stuff mate we all knew where this was going for you um, but we just enjoy putting you through it so <laughs> thanks all for bearing with it. us mate <laughs> and we'll see you next week bye everyone bye that's it man it's game over man it's game over what the fuck are we gonna do now what are we gonna do Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Ain't so bad. 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 Ain't
yourself upgraded. You're just a stupid yeah, fool. Yeah, baby, you're stupid. Yourself. They ain't bruising, heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I've seen you in six months.